Hey guys! In this section we are going to go through three aspects of React.js, that is to say, class-based components, handling user events, and exporting components. During two previous courses we have introduced the general concept of React.js, what's the difference between React.js and AngularJS, what is virtual DOM and how does it work. We have gone a little bit further and investigated what are React components, elements and instances, how to declare a button, how you can create, update and destroy child elements, and we have talked a little bit about what is RxJS and how you can use RxJS with React. And here you guys, we do not forget to thank Develando, which is covering all this learning process, makes it easy and simple to understand, at the same time saving your time and money. Let's turn to class-based components. You may define a React class component as a plain JavaScript by using ES6 class syntax. JavaScript originally doesn't have its built-in system. Every popular framework builds its own, and so do we. This means that you have to learn a little bit the semantic difference of every popular framework. In React 0.13.0, you don't have to use React Create Components in order to create React Components. If you have a transpiler, you can use ESX classes today. You can use transpiler, we shape it with React tools by using it with JSX Harmony. The API is mostly what you would expect with the exception of get initial state. We figured out that the idiomatic way to specify state classes is just to use a simple uh, instant property. Here comes handling user events. In most apps, especially UI-heavy ones, there are going to be tons of things that the app does uh, according to a reaction to something. That something can be triggered by a mouse click, by a key press, or by a bunch of other interactions and gestures. The clue that makes it all possible is known as events. Now you probably know something about events by your experience using, using them in the tone world. Uh, the way React deals with events may seem a little bit different and these differences can uh, surprise you in various ways, but don't worry because this tutorial is just for you. We are going to go with a few simple examples and then we are going to go a little bit further by investigating more complex and bizarre things. Here comes listening and reacting to events. The simplest way to learn about events in React is just to use them. This is what we are going to do now. The simplest way is to use an example made up of a counter that increments each time you click on the button. Each time you click on the plus button, for example, your number can increase to up to 23. Under the covers, the way this example works may seem very simple. Each time we click on the button, an event gets fired. And every time we listen to this event and present all the reactive things to get the counter to update where the event gets overheard. Each time when we click on the plus button, we want the value of our counter increased by 1. Let's go with these three simple steps. At first, we listen to the click event on the button. Second, when we uh, listen to the event click on the button, we specify the event handler that we are going to deal with. And the third, we are going to implement the event handler and we are going to increase the value of our uh, this state count property. This much for handling events. Let's go through exporting components. Two ways to do the same thing. React traditionally provided React create class methods to create classes and a small sugar syntax to allow the better use with ESX modules by extend React components, which extend the component class instead of using create class. These differences may seem very simple for you, but they are very interesting to explore because this gives you the opportunity to choose which one to use. Using React create class with automatically bind the stated values correctly for us, but changes while using ESX classes affect this. In case of React create components, it's of utmost importance to note the difference between onClick declaration with this handle click on bound. When this method gets started, React applies the correct declaration while using a context to handle click. 
In the case of React components with ESX classes, this is slightly different. The properties of this class automatically do not bind with the React class instance. And guys, I hope you liked everything you have seen in this video. Don't forget to like us. And if you would consider new opportunities in Devalando, looking forward to your CVs at career at I'm pretty sure we will find something interesting for you. In the last section, we finally got something on the browser. Let's go ahead and do some more complicated stuff. As I have mentioned in the previous courses, one of the benefits of the React.js is that we can have multiple components and nest them into one another. And when our application starts growing, we can't write all components into the single file. We have already learned how to import components, but haven't discussed how to export them. So imagine that we have a component that renders just an input field, and let's do something when user types in. We would like to declare it into the separate file, then export and finally import it to our application entry file, which is app.js. Here we are creating a separate file, naming us input.js. And I'm typing here constant input. And here I'm typing return. And here input. Okay, even if we are not ref referencing to React variable here, anyway we need it to be defined. We type here import React from React. Because JSX code turns into a so-called React create component behind the scenes. Okay, all we have right now, define the component, it has not been rendered on the DOM. It has not been rendered inside of app.js. Imagine that we have tons of different codes here in this file, but we want to export only one of them. In order to make sure that we export only this component, we write so. Export default input. Now, any file or application that imports this file will get our component. I move further and save, flip to my app.js file and write import input from input. Now when the component is important, this variable here will be equal to our component. One more thing, in order to be able to find our file, we should explicitly tell where to search for this file. It is not important for libraries we use because, for example, for React, there is one package in node modules folder. But when we can have multiple components in our src directory and Babel cannot figure out which one to import, that's why we need to show him the exact place. And that's why we type here components. Here we set from the current directory, go to the components directory and find the file called input.js. We don't need for file extension because it must be JS. So we have successfully imported our file to app.js file and the last thing we need is to show it on the page we can write so. Here guys you see we are writing input.
Remember by wrapping the component, naming to the HTML self-closing tags, we get the instances of the component, not a component class itself. If I save this, flip back to the browser, refresh, and we see the input field here. Cool, looks good. We can also create components by using ES6 classes, not functions. If we look to our component, we can see it is just like a normal function which returns some JSX. These are called functional components in React. There is another type of component in React called class components. A class component is used when we want to keep some internal records into the component. Because users are going to type into these input fields, our component needs to have some ability to catch that event and do some application stuff. So in order to upgrade this component to a class component, we are going to create what is called class-based components using ES6 class. We are typing here class input. This is a standard JavaScript object, not something different. We are going to enhance its behavior by extending it with React component. So we write here, guys, extend react component so this is going to define a new class called input and we give it access to all functionality that react component has in another words a bunch of functionality from react component by using class based components we're still able to render some js6 to do so we're going to define a new method render return input Remember, every class-based component must define a render method. When React will instantiate our components, it's gonna invoke render method which must return JSX code. Otherwise, we will get the error. Okay, let's go ahead, save this, go to our browser, refresh and we see nothing has changed. Our input field is still here. Cool guys, we can make some code cleanup here. Here guys. By using ES6 features and instead of writing react.component we can do so. We are just adding components. The curly braces here says, find component from React and pull off a component class as a variable component. Whenever we create usable applications, there are a lot of interactive actions which performs users like clicking, writing, moving and so on. So let's focus on how to handle those events. For example, we want to catch an event when user is typing something in the input field. Handling events in React has two major steps. First, we declare an event handler. An event handler is just a function which will be invoked after event happening. Second, we should pass the event handler to a component which we want to monitor for that event. So in our case, we want to know when the text in input field has been changed. So let's go ahead and do some stuff. At first, let's define a handler function and we're going to name it onInputChange. 
The next thing we need to do after declaring the function is passing it to an element which we want to monitor. So we type here on change equals this dot on input change. Okay, all HTML input elements emits an event called onChanged when user interacts with input field, like typing in it. It is important to mention that this is not a React feature, it is a vanilla HTML functionality. All we have to do is to pass the function reference to onChange attribute. This keyword here points to our class component. Also, do not forget to wrap the function name into the curly brackets. It does not matter whenever it is a function or a variable. If we wanted to get the value from variable into the HTML elements, we must add the brackets. It is required by React. When event happens, it will invoke our function and pass an event object, so we can define it as an argument to our handler function. That's why we write here event. The event object describes the context or information about the event occurred. So we can use this object to get the value of input field like doing so. Console.log event.target.value. Let's go ahead, save this, turn to our browser. Refresh. And you see whatever I'm typing in the input field, it gets logged into the console. Here you see guys. That's it. Have fun. And guys, I hope you liked everything you have seen in this video. Don't forget to like us. And if you would consider new opportunities in Devalando, looking forward to your CVs at career at I'm pretty sure we will find something interesting for you.